Once upon a time, we got this week's meeting to the session. Second time recording this, because for some reason the first time none of the audios actually recorded. Alright, so, this time I am not writing, recording, and editing a meeting a few hours before it's supposed to be public. And no, this is not sarcasm. That's literally what I did in, with the last episode. In fact, I am writing this episode while I wait for last week's episode to finish converting. Ooh, Inception. Anyway, this week I'll be reading chapter 7 of my published novel, Death Chill. And this time I'm recording on Anchor instead of Riverside, so it should be much better compared to the last chapter. I do not recommend Riverside. But then again, considering the fact that the audio didn't work on Anchor for my first try. Anyway, now into the story. But before we do get into uh, this week's chapter, I just want to give a quick word of warning that this chapter involves mentions of racism. So if you are sensitive in that, then feel free to skip this episode or chapter um, or like try to skip over the bits that may mention racism. And yeah, I hope you can enjoy it as much as possible. Death Chill, written by Portia Aubrey, narrated by Portia Aubrey. Chapter seven, is it over? Good morning, Lexus, Vanier Vate yells out to me. Ready for practice today? What do you want? I grumble with an irritated glare. Look, I'm just going to get straight to the point. Vanier starts, dropping the nice guy act. I was assigned to come up with a training routine for you. Nice to know not everyone treats me like a goddess, I smirk. Because you're clearly not, Vanier rolls his eyes, pointing at me. You're just a student like the rest of us. And just because you saved that neighborhood doesn't mean you're some goddess. In fact, I don't even understand why everyone treats you like such a big deal. Neither do I, I shrug, avoiding eye contact. I'm nothing. You must be a professional fisherwoman, Vanier says dully, rolling his eyes. Come on, let's go train for a bit. I follow him without saying another word. We enter the center of the training field. All right, stand in the center of that circle that I have set up for you. Vanier orders me. He has a spirit battling circle on the on a part of the field. I go and stand on it. All right, tell me your powers. I grumble. Fire, death, and cold. Mine are necromancer, arc of time. I also control plants, invisibility, and I can summon spirits. Vanier responds to me, mutually sharing his abilities as well. That explains the circle. My eyes drift to the area around me. Think fast. Vanier sends a ghost after me. Death doesn't work on ghosts, so I blast off a fireball and set myself on fire. Instantly burns up into nothing. Nice start. Next thing I know, I'm surrounded by phantoms. They can't hurt me because they would just burn up from the flames, but I might as well try. I freeze every single one around me. They stop in their tracks and fall to the ground. I haven't gotten so much... I have gotten so much stronger, before I can only slow stuff down. This must be because of the blessing. What is a god's blessing anyway? Hey, Vanier, I start as I burn some more phantoms. What's up? He asks me as he triples the amount. What's a goddess blessing? I ask, sending out a wave of flames. 
It's when a goddess lends you their powers and gives you some of their soul, Vanier explains. If you are respected and well-known by enough gods or demons, you have the chance to become one yourself. Alright, I sent a blast of fire. Good to know. Wait, did you get a goddess blessing? Vanier asks me with amazement. Maybe. I mumble under my breath, extinguishing myself since he stopped spawning the phantoms. Joangson. The goddess of fire hearths in the kitchen? He asks, confused. At least it's a blessing, and she has a lot of connections, too. Clearly, the level of training we can provide isn't good enough. What do you mean? I ask, standing back up straight and extinguishing my flames. I mean, you now have to train with Joangson in order to master your new powers, Fanya exclaims. I'll have you excused from all practices, except for the ones two weeks before competitions. When is our first game? I question him as I exit the circle. Wednesday, Vanier answers. So in two days. Sounds good. I nod and start to walk away. Well, see you later. That doesn't mean we're friends, he yells at me. I just respect you a little more. That's it. Of course he does. Why can't people just treat me like I'm not a big deal? I go to my locker to open it and get ready for non-magic class. But right as I open it, the bell rings. I have five minutes to get to class, put on my tiki and teleport. Wait, I have my own tiki now. Where did I leave it? I reach into the back of my locker, promptly feeling a skull, but doubt it's my brooch. I check the bottom of my bag, just a bunch of scrunched up papers. Then check my team uniform. Not there. I better get to class to borrow one. I'm about halfway there when I feel it already on my shirt. How did I not notice? Better hurry up, Brian yells to me from the other end of the hall. I already got mine, I yell back and begin to teleport and point at him without any tiki. Better worry about yourself. I teleport outside of the Tim Hortons. I would get a drink, but end up being late, so I better run. Lexus, she calls, coming out of nowhere. My heart skips a beat, and I nearly scream. Let's go. She, you scared me, I say, gasping for breath. Let's go. She teleports me to the girl's bathroom. He's not here, obviously. He's most likely inside the boys' washroom. I exit the washroom and enter my classroom. It seems we have a sub today. Hakai and Samuel, Anne and Lucas see me and gesture to me to come over. She walks closely behind me, and I don't notice him until he sits next to me. Good morning, everyone, the substitute teacher greets us clearly putting on a nice guy act. I'm your substitute teacher, Miss Wowzers. I already want to punch her, she whispers to me. Why? Lucas asks. She seems so nice and polite. She rolls his eyes. Noob. Samuel's completely mesmerized by her. What's up, Samuel? Hakai asks him. Samuel doesn't even respond to her question. He just stands up and starts shooting her of compliments. I love your hair. I love your outfit. I love your makeup. You look so young. Do you get your outfits tailor-made? If so, who makes them? I love your nails. You have such an amazing figure. What's your secret? Do you work out? Are you vegan or something like that? It takes a second for the teacher to process what just happened. She stops smiling. She looks like she's going to smack him. Sit down. Now. She yells. I knew it was a fake dag. Noob. She whispers to Lucas. Lucas completely ignores him. Samuel takes a seat and turns to whisper to Anne. I told you I could break her. Fifty bucks she'll write a whole essay to Mr. Snyder about how terrible you are. Anne whispers back. No talking. 
Miss Wowser practically screams at us. Anne turns and starts to stare at me. I have the feeling that she forgot that we can't do that while wearing our tikis. He likes us, Anne continues to stare at me. Yeah, I ask in a low whisper. Does Julian hate you now or something? She asks me and points to Julian, who has just walked through the door and is currently giving she a death stare. He's looking at she, I mention, look, turning back around. Not me. I'd fight him, she mumbles, looking at him and turning back. Teach him a lesson. She, I shake my head at him, don't. I'm just saying, she shrugs. He's not good enough for you. How do you know what's good for her? Anne snaps at him. Give him a break, Hakai defends him. He isn't in a good mood. Want to get kicked out? Miss Wazer asks us, mainly focusing on Samuel, who wasn't talking. No, ma'am, Samuel says to her, confused. Miss Wazer goes over to her desk to begin the class. Today I'll be putting on a movie, so no talking. What movie? Samuel asks her with a soft and kind voice. I said no talking. Miss Wowser snaps at him. You speak when I tell you to speak. Yes, ma'am, Samuel mutters, looking down. I wish I weren't wearing my tiki. She's the one that needs to be taught a lesson. Miss Wowser puts on the B movie. How old does she think we are? We are in high school. Lucas turns and whispers to Samuel. I think she might be racist. Never assume things. Samuel whispers back, both upset yet understanding. But I think I may have to agree with you. Miss Wowsers pauses the movie and slams her desk. Get out. Who? She questions, his face crunching up with confusion. That kid right there. Miss Wowser shrieks, pointing at Samuel. Never come back. Let's go. Hawkeye mumbles as we all stand up and walk towards the door. No, no, no. Miss Wowser shakes her fingers. Only him. Go fuck yourself, I yelled back at her. Treat people how you want to be treated. Since he won't treat her like shit, we will. Excuse me? Miss Wowser's gasps. That seemed to have made Julian laugh. Oh, sorry, Granny. I start to vocally attack her. It seems like your ears are starting to be too filled up with hair and wax so you can't hear properly. You may want to get yourself some hearing aids. And even retired since you're so old-fashioned that you think it's okay to be racist. Suspended! Miss Wowser yells. A month for that boy and a week for the rest of you. Called it. Lucas brags as we exit the classroom. Should have made it a bet. Your teacher will be hearing about this. Miss Wowser howls. Our teacher's full of shit. I yell back. Julian is bawling his eyes out laughing. At least I made someone happy. We enter the hallway and start to walk to the office. Something seems wrong with Samuel. I think it would be best for me to keep my mouth shut. Everything okay, Samuel? Hakai asks the second she notices something wrong with him. Am I a bad friend? I should have said something. I'm the worst. Yeah, just... Samuel cuts himself off. Come on, Anne chimes in with a low and relaxing tone. You can talk to us. I just don't feel like calling anyone a racist, even if it is true. Samuel looks so sad. I never actually thought someone would be uncomfortable calling someone else a racist. I guess it makes sense, but I'm not really qualified to say anything about anything. I just don't feel like it's a civil thing to do. That lady was yelling at you for no reason, Lucas says, turning around, pointing at our classroom door. Do you really think civil was the right way to go? It's always best to go civil first, Samuel shrugs, clearly still trying to see the good in her. Oh, please. 
I've seen you fight with random people about what shade of pink looks best on them. I laugh. Samuel gl glances at me with a really mad look. What did I say wrong? Everyone hates me now. I should just go home and disappear. No one would miss me anyways. We enter the office and Janice immediately greets us. Despite us being always being sent to the office, she never thinks badly of us. What happened this time? Janice asks us with a sweet and comforting smile. Miss Wowzers is a racist, Lucas immediately says. Samuel gives him a shut-up look. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, Janice mentions as she stands up and tosses us all an apple. Janice is amazing. I should talk to some of the gods and make sure she lives her best life. What do you mean? Samuel gazes up at her with amazed eyes. I have the feeling that whoever is hiring these teachers is racist. Janice inquires as she takes a bite of her apple. I know that sounds like a large accusation, but I can't help but think it. Hawkeye turns and whispers as she, Report the school using your tiki. Just finished, he whispers back. So, why do you stay? Anne asks, showing more interest in Janice than the report. I stick around to make sure that nothing ever gets out of hand, Janice shrugs. I ever mentioned that you are the best adult in the school? I compliment her. She really is. Samuel rolls his eyes at me. What did I do? Go enjoy the rest of your guys' days, Janice grins as she waves us goodbye. You too, I smile as I wave back. Samuel seems so mad at me. He hates me. Everyone hates me. Hey guys, I'm just gonna go home. Is everything okay? Anne asks me. It seems that she has just noticed everything that has been happening. Now he looks like he wants to kill Samuel. What is wrong with everyone lately? I'm nothing. Why is everyone always defending me? Yeah, I'm fine, I respond hesitantly, I think. Want me to walk you home? Lucas offers. No thanks, I shake my head, looking at Samuel, who is currently avoiding eye contact with me. I think I should just be alone right now. I feel like being alone too, Anne adds. Yeah, I'm just gonna go home, she continues. What about Jim? Lucas asks. What about it? She asks him. What's Jim? I joke. They really know, do know how to cheer me up, but I should still be alone without anyone. For Samuel's sake. Yeah, I never heard of that word before, Anne laughs. See you guys tomorrow, Lucas replies as we start to teleport away. If you don't end up ditching again. I go home, jump into my bed, the cold fabric making my muscles switch. I'm such a terrible person. I'm such a terrible friend. Wait, why am I being alone because Samuel's upset? He doesn't decide my life. I should call up Anne and invite her to hang out. I run to grab my kinnet and call and call Anne, but I hesitate. Maybe it's best for me to be alone. Common courtesy. After all, Samuel's my friend. I should just go back to bed. I should just stay there forever. It would be the best for everyone. Why aren't you at school, sweetie? My mother asks as she enters my room after hearing me stomping around. I just had a bad day, I grumble, only turning my head to talk. I think everybody hates me. Oh, sweetie. My mom sits next to me on my bed and starts to rub my back. I don't know why people think that's so that that's consoling. I just find it uncomfortable. Trust me, nobody hates you. If only you could see what everyone else sees. Last time I checked, I do, I say, turning onto my back. I guess I actually have standards. How do you check to see if you see what everyone else sees? My mother asks. 
clearly trying to make a joke to lighten up the situation. I throw my pillow at her. Hey, I'm serious. Mom, is something wrong with me? I ask, subtly, hugging my pillow. Like, I'm always sad, and yet no one else seems to be sad, ever. Always sad, you say? My mother asks, raising an eyebrow. Well, if you're always sad, then that means that you're always putting on a happy face. So how do you know that no one else is doing the same? Because I don't have a reason to be sad, I rebut, finally looking at my mother. She has a scar on her face. Shows those monsters right. Never mess with my parents. They are amazing. They deserve the whole world and more. Especially since they put up with me all the time. You know, Lexus, people don't put up with you, my mother mentions with a sad smile. Why is she sad? They enjoy your company. Whatever, I speak softly, turning my back to her. I want to be alone right now. All right, I'll make you a snack and then bring dinner up for you. My mother smiles as she leaves my room. Why do you treat me so well? I ask, finally sitting up to face her completely. I mean, it's not like I'll ever be able to repay you. She just closes her eyes, smiles, and responds. Because I'm your mother, and I will always love you. I will always love you. If I can't love myself, then how come everyone else can? I better sleep on it. Hopefully I'll stay asleep until I'm actually worth something. I can't sleep. The end. And that's everything for this week's meeting. Check out my novels, Death Trail, Flame Ribbon, Arctic Blaze on Amazon and Kobo, link in the description. Check out the Creative Writing Club Discord server in the description. Check out the Creative Writing Club Instagram at creativewriting underscore club. Check out my personal Instagram at dark underscore night underscore wolves. Now let's all go out and be the amazing creators we are.